If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well. Before we get into everything for the season preview episode, a thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Alexander Davis. Thank you for your support and also to all of our other wonderful patrons who support everything we do here. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you would like to join, patreon.com slash Roma Press. We've made it, Andy. We have made it. The summer is slowly dwindling down and we are now, what, three, four days, 72 hours, something like that, away from Roma kicking off the 2023-2024 season. We're going to get into all of that. Later on in the episode, we are going to have Matt Falcona from the Falcona forecast to come on and give some brief insight into uh, what uh, his uh, data modeling has to say about Serie A this season, what it has to say about Roma, So we will get into that after Andy and I go through uh, what we believe is going to happen this season. Again, in Serie A for Roma. Okay, we are going to do predictions, Andy, for this one. Now, we 90% of the time we don't do it. But are you, since we are on, uh, since we have the podcast now on YouTube, you are not really a YouTube channel unless you are giving something adjacent to a hot take. So, of course, we're going to have to do uh, what we think uh, will be the top four, the Scudetto champion, who will uh, get those Champions League places, who we expect to win the league title. Uh, Where do we want to start? Do, Do we want to start simply with Roma or do we want to start with Serie A as a whole? Let's begin with Roma. To make it easier, obviously, this is a Roma podcast. Um, so we have, for the most part, we we expect them to, well, not to expect them. They are definitely going to acquire one striker before the market closes, Andy. They welcome, uh, in these days, Paredes, Renato Sanchez. So... We have the team at 95% construction, so we have a fairly good idea as to what uh, the Roma of this season, or at least until January, is going to look like. So let's start with Roma, and then we will go to the broader outlook on Serie A. Let's begin with Roma, with baseline expectations for this season. What are they for you? And I mean that in the sense of what are the objectives yeah. this season? Because for me, I, I think it is very simple. Uh, top four, e basta. That's it, yeah? Oh, you're just top four? No no competing for the Europa League final and, uh, and for the Europa League trophy? You're not, you're not uh, Team Dublin? You don't want to... <laughs> is that where it is back? this season? Yeah, you don't want to go back and uh, this time go to the land of Conan O'Brien and uh, and getting drunk on Guinness as as Roma battle it out for another. You know, um, once again, the pistolino to the back of my head. Where's the Europa League final going to be held? Just pull it, man. I I I don't know. I I I can't. Yeah, I can't look that far ahead. Come on. 
No, so, I, yeah, I mean, you're not on. You're not. You're 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 just not on the. You're not on the European train. You're not on the bandwagon rolling down. Not the hill. at the expense of top four. No, because what about what about if my hot take is Roma exceed expectations, get top four, and go far in the Europa League campaign. What about that? I, Since we are on YouTube, and uh, I mean, I will get the tattoo of Jose Mourinho. Then. The expectation is to have a hot take. What if my hot take is Jose Mourinho's final year in the Italian capital? Because I, I think we all assume that right now this is his going. This is going to be. I can't Mourinho's even entertain final that. year at Roma. He caps it off by helping the team qualify to the Champions League for the first time in five years. And uh, and at the same time, he will lead them to another European final. And who knows if he doesn't complete the the not really treble treble and lead <laughs> us to Coppa Italia glory. You know, I just I just want to say that this <laughs> this preseason for so many people feels so depressing. Uh, so many people have come on to, to here and have come to us and said something akin to, well, you know, there is no hope for this season. This is going to get ugly. You know, you have no Tammy Abraham. Uh, you have no reliable option next to Andrea Bellotti. Rui Patricio is in goal. Everything's falling apart. Matic left Roma. What the hell's going on? And... And the thing about it is that maybe this is the time where where it finally happens, you know? Mm, maybe the this culmination. Is the time, maybe this is the time where, you know, the, the expectations of fans don't match, uh, you know, whatever it is that, uh, that Roma are going to do. So many times... People were elated in preseason. People would lose their minds about our signings and the objectives, and there would be talk of this and talk of that. And now there's none of it. You know, we won the Conference League the, uh, two years ago, and uh, sorry, last year. And um, <laughs> and and what was surprising about it was the expectations to to do better or to do the mm. same, but in the Europa League. Fortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, now this time around, if you if you ask people, the expectations are minimal, and Roma have always done well when the pressure was not on. You know, when the when the expectation was, oh, they're gonna suck, like in you know Rudy Garcia's first season. You know, where it's just, oh, okay, well, whatever <laughs> happens, happens. Um, they always did great. Whenever the expectation, oh, look at all these signings, look at how this team is is built you know they're perfectly built to handle all these competitions they have exciting young talent they have they have uh, experienced veterans they have this they have that at the end of the day it would always crush us right we'd crash out of the coppa italia we'd have a disappointing campaign in europe uh we'd fall behind in Serie A. I feel that maybe the fact that the energy in this preseason has been so low on the part of the you know the general public and and the reception of all these signings you know the idea okay well look at them doing everything for free on loan blah 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 maybe maybe this will work to their advantage I would like to believe that this will work to their advantage and that Jose Mourinho's initial um press conference his first press conference where he says where do i see myself in three years i see myself making people happy surrounded by people who are cheering who mm. are celebrating i want that to happen and for that to happen the team will will have to qualify for champions league football so why not at the end of the day this season think about it there are so many great redemption arcs in the making like why can't andrea belotti go and have the season of his life you know why can't we dream of going back in time 5 years from now saying hey remember that time where andrea belotti just pulled that season out of his ass and carried us you know, kind of like when you say, remember when Luca Toni won Capo Cannoniere at the age of 57? 
um, with Hellas <laughs> and then Verona. Roma bought Juan uh, uh, Iturbe. Exactly. After it, he it, did so. You know what I'm like? That's like, why can't this be the season where Ola Solbach and out of nowhere, boom, you know, in the time of need, this guy who came in from Norway and struggled with injuries, why can't he become the guy? And why can't, for example, this be the season where Renato Sanchez all of a sudden is reborn and fit and strong and, and, and guarantees good minutes? And why can't this be the season where John and I come on here nine months from now and are bowing our heads uh, trying to to beg Paredes for forgiveness, for comparing him to futsal players, you know? And all of that stuff, all the people that are criticizing Rui Patricio, why can't this be the season where Rui Patricio goes on to, to win the Serie A Goalkeeper of the Year award? Mm. You know, like what I'm saying, like that, this is the fact that, we are all, it all feels like everybody's preparing for a dumpster fire of a season where you're going to be, you know, struggling behind the likes of Bologna and Torino. Maybe that's a good sign after all. Maybe it is a good sign after all. I am going to maintain, and I don't even know if this necessarily is in the corner of the word or, or it qualifies as hot take, but I have said for two to three months from the beginning of the season, ever since it was confirmed that Jose Mourinho would be coming back for season three. I think that is such a huge advantage, Andy, that Roma have over the likes of who else? Napoli. I mean, Andy, Napoli. Can, can we just think about this? Because it is something that only Luciano Spalletti would do. You win the Scudetto your first league title, and then you you, you bail. You're, you, you are gone. You are gone. And who do uh, who does uh, De Laurentiis put in his place? You mentioned him already, Rudy Garcia. I, I, I can't, I still can't believe that actually happened. That, that to me, that it, it seems like a, a fairy tale or, or a dream or something that I, I can't believe actually happened. You have Juve, who, yes, they still have Allegri. I do think they are going to have a very, very huge advantage, right? I don't know, Andy, what your top four is. We haven't uh, revealed that before the episode. I think you've had playing once a week yeah. with Allegri. Is, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of when Conte came, yeah? Remember that? How they ended that bad run that they had? You had, uh, I mean, where they're finishing... I believe before Antonio Conte went to Juve, they finished seventh in the table, if I am not mistaken. And then they win the Scudetto. And they do so having to play once per week. I hate having to say it, but I actually think the Juve of the season, it does sort of have that air of it, sort of like the reset button for Juve. And them having to play once a week, no conference league. Is such a huge advantage. I, I, I do not want to underscore that enough. It is such a difference maker, in my opinion, between them and the rest who are going to have to battle for top four. It, it, it is obviously impossible to quantify, Andy, but that is such a, a massive, massive, massive advantage. I, I think that could ultimately play the role of difference maker. You have that, uh, Inter, Milan, they both undergo these really large uh, squad overhauls. I think if you had to ask to uh, the managers themselves or even some supporters, while yes, they did get in some good players, I, I always maintain when you, are, when you already have a good squad, I think the one of the worst things you could do is change simply for the sake of change. I can, I, I think that perhaps I'm in the minority in this outlook on things, but I do think something is very important when it comes to uh, consistency, both from a, a managerial and a player perspective, having those usual names, building something, having a, a solid, consistent foundation season after season, I think is vitally important. We've talked about it previously. Man, 
Inter were in a Champions League final. What? It's the 17th of August. What is that? Three months ago? Two months ago? And how many guys did they lose from that 11? Three, four, or even more than that? If I, if they lost... Uh, uh, love, you have Onana, you have Skriniar, well, who was Rose. on the margins. He hadn't trained in a long time. Brozovic, Lukaku, Dzeko. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you, you are essentially it's for me, it's, 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 it's actually difficult to, to talk about the rest of Serie A because it seems like nothing happened and a lot of things have happened, you know, mm. like, to me, if you say, who are the favorites, the answers I are couldn't very, tell you, the, I don't know, well, at the same time, but at the same time, the answers are very limited in Serie A. Like you, you have the usual suspects, Napoli, because they're the reigning champions. So by default, you have to take them seriously. Milan, who, you know, go into it with the same manager, but, um, but with a, and, and more or less the same squad with a different attacking department with some exciting talents that, you know, you can tell um, they are going to to fit in. I, I think the majority of them will fit in. They feel, they'll find Serie pretty fun. Um, then you have Inter who had this major overhaul and, and got some good players along the way, you know, Marcus Turam and... and um, and now, now Marco Arnautovic, which is not really a great addition for ten million, but the 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 point is that in Serie A, it's really limited. Like you can't really count on a on a big surprise. Who is a big surprise this season? Bologna, maybe Bologna with with Thiago Motta. If they if they can be consistent, if they can keep the same energy, I think maybe they're one of those smaller sides that can uh, that can surprise, but. At the same time, it's always it's always Atalanta, it's always Lazio. You always have to watch out for the same teams. Um, I would say honestly that uh, Lazio may may as well be the surprise. But what is mm. surprise in terms of Lazio? Lazio surprised everybody last season as well. They they are in the Champions League. You know they they did pretty well. They they found they found consistency in their league performances. They dropped out of the European competition and and it worked for to their advantage so they may as well repeat it Juventus is very it's a very strange situation because they underwent major changes in, in the team in the top management up until a few weeks ago you didn't know even if uh, Vlahovic is going to be there or Lukaku will take his place um you don't know what 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 version of Federico Chiesa you're going to get what is Paulo Paul Pogba's status? He played the friendly yesterday and scored twice. Um, so, is he going to have a, an impact on on Massimiliano Allegri's team? Playing only once per week in in Serie A, I, who knows? Um, Atalanta, they they invested all of that money from from Hoyland. They they got Scamacca. They're getting other still have bangs ball. Banks both still there. Gasperini always in his comfort zone. You know, it seemed like it was all over, and now he's going. He's, I mean, he's been there forever, and and he doesn't seem to to want to let it go. And 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 good for them. But it just to me, it's Fiorentina. I don't know Fiorentina. Fiorentina kind of like Roma are always there, where you really don't know if you can count on them. And that's why I say with Roma, I want to believe that this is going to be the season that we make it back to the Champions League. So when you say prediction, mine is not even as much of a prediction as a hope or an expectation of this team getting top four. I, I want this team getting top four, and I, I would like to believe that this this whole situation right now, um, this uncertainty around the team, this 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 uh, almost depression uh, around the fact that, hey, we haven't replaced Tammy Abraham yet, and it's it's almost the end of... Of the transfer window and what the hell's going on, um, will turn into something very positive. I would, I still maintain that teams like Napoli, uh, Milan, Inter, Lazio—they're all ahead of Roma. Roma, in my opinion, is in in terms of their development, their project. You mean the their- quality of of players, yeah? Uh, what do you mean to even manager? I'm just saying quality. I'm saying quality of players, but also just the moment they're in. You know, like just 
the fact that you know when you reach your objectives when you achieve top four year in year out you that is also building consistency teams like roma like juventus then like atalanta that in recent years have had very so many ups and downs and falling in and out of that top four zone that doesn't impact their development positively so i that's why i'm saying i i rank napoli milan inter and lazio because they you know they they're in there basically on the same level and then you have that whole strat of atalanta juve and roma and then there is fiorentina and then maybe there is bologna and whoever else but basically in my like this is this is how i envision the league that's why for me when i when we talk about Serie A, you can't even say oh this year is going to be a year full of surprises i don't know i i still think that napoli despite losing luciano spalletti and despite having uh, rudy garcia on the bench are in a position to do well you know they are in a position to do well you you play differently if you're reigning Serie A champion obviously you need to know how to handle it because like we saw last year milan Milan lost it. Milan felt so comfortable. They thought, oh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be automatic. And it wasn't. And they got caught off guard by then that it's 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 only right for Napoli maybe to, to come into this uh, league uh, campaign and feel a bit too comfortable. Last, last season, they won Serie A, what was it, in March, basically? Like, they were they were on, 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 on cruise control most of the way. So... Uh, Inter, Inter, that's another bizarre team. They they got they got Champions League a Champions League final last season, despite really being in and out of it as well. Like for 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 they 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 lost so many away games. They should like, have won the thing, man. They should was, have won. I thought was, they were better. To me, it was to me it was unbelievable how uneven Inter were in the league. They 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 had no reputation outside of San Siro. They they were completely crumbling against even the the the, the smaller sides. They couldn't score. They had a whole attack. They had basically Roma's same problem, despite having perhaps even a more talented squad up front with Lautaro, with Jeco, with Lukaku. Um, and, 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 but somehow they got Champions League final and that has to impact them also positively in terms of going into this. You know what? We, we got a Champions League final. That's not many teams can say that. Um, but where are they in terms of the league standings right now? Are they ahead of Napoli? Are they ahead of Milan? I really doubt it. In my opinion, that's why we're, that's where Lazio come in. Lazio building building uh, consistent uh, consistent results with Maurizio Sarri, but at the same time with Lazio, it's always strange because there's always some kind of tension brewing inside of that dressing room. If it's not Luis Alberto, it's Sarri and Lotito, you know? It's always something there. So you never know which Lazio you're going to get. Um, and that's where Roma have to come in. The Roma have to go into this season with that mindset of we have nothing to lose. We have lost a Europa League final in a crashing, crushing, crushing manner, you know, on penalties with two center backs taking penalties uh, and missing both of them. And, and, and we played our hearts out. We were undermanned. We lost our starting striker on the last day of the, of the, of the season. This is and and this is this is all we got. This is Mourinho's potentially last year in the capital. You know, whatever happens, happens. We have to go all out. You know, that's I I I want this to be the uh, you know the season of duel at OK Corral with Roma. I want Roma to be really up there. You know, um, like gunslingers. You know, nothing to lose. You laid it all out. You're like Doc Holiday. You know, who's one step away from death, <laughs> from venereal disease, um, played brilliantly by Val Kilmer in Tombstone. <laughs> See, that's my movie reference for the people that keep asking me. And and I just want that. I want that attitude to, to because because there's so much um, 
speculation around this Roma this year. Like, oh, is Renato Sanchez fit? What what the hell is this deal? You know, Leandro Paredes, a return on a permanent deal? Paredes, like what? He's going to have Daniele De Rossi's number, which, mind you, this is a small side on. I, I, I think is a brilliant move on, on the part of Daniele De Rossi. If to, to, to you know, he, not many people are willing in this city to, to play around with those numbers. Like, those numbers are sacred. And he just went out of his way to prove that it's just a number, you know, get real, get over. Yes. I, and you know, when people talk that. of that, like they did with Totti, the number 10, man. I, and I think this is what he said too. You know, people should be able to dream of to wear this shirt. Why should they, uh, yeah, why, why should you take it away from them? That's exactly right. And, and I thought that was, that was a brilliant move by Daniele De Rossi. Nothing, nothing is sacred. It's all, it's, it's, it's a game. Enjoy it. Right. So, um, but again, there is some, oh my God, Rui Patricio going into his third season at Roma. We've seen the worst of Rui Patricio last season. How, how much worse can he get this year? Right. And it seems like everything is just the one big question mark around this Roma. There is no enthusiasm. There is no crowds going insane at the prospect of having a 20-year-old Brazilian kid, Marcus Leonardo, come in on the last day of the transfer. There's a, you know, there's no crowds losing their minds at the prospect of maybe having Duvan Zapata lead the attack. No, not this year. This year, it, that, that, that whole thing is gone. Obviously, the stadium is going to be full, um, but it's different now, right? You have Mourinho, who's suspended for four games in Europe, two games uh, uh, in Serie A. You have uh, Dybala, Pellegrini, suspended for the first match day of the season with Salernitana. So it seems like everything is going against Roma. And honestly, when that happens, I like my odds with Roma very, very much. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 100%. Before we get into predictions, I, I think we are, are both in agreement on this, but I suppose I shouldn't assume. Sim- and again, I am simply referring to the paper. On paper, though, this Roma is better than the one of last season. Yeah, that's what you believe? Because I do. Really? No, no. no, (laughs) I I am saying just on paper because let's go down the (laughs) list. So they acquired Paredes, Renato Sanchez, Indica, Awar, and Christensen on loan. And who did they lose? Ibanez, a bunch of other guys that really did not play a part. Cliver, Tahiro, not Tahirovic, did play a small part. Volpato as well. Misori. Misori. And, and Nemanja Matic. And Nemanja Ma- Matic. So, they, correct. So really, if we are talking guy, uh, guys of consequence, Matic, Ibanez, out. They leave. And in their places, you welcome the five that I have already mentioned. And by the way, five guys, five guys, all of whom you can realistically, Andy, expect to play a large part to the team. When was the last time we can say that of a transfer market of Roma, where every single guy that they acquire, you expect them to contribute from the very first day? This is not something, you know, I, we all hate the word project. Yeah, we, everybody hates hearing that. This is not somebody that, uh, or these are not guys that you have to uh, cultivate, that you have to give some time to, to grow. No, these are guys who have played at the highest of levels. A, B, they are also all under uh, 30 years of age, Paredes being the oldest at 29. So for me, I know, I know, I know that the transfer market of Roma for many has been underwhelming, not enough. We still need the striker, as you said. For me, though, given the restrictions of financial fair play, 
And I think we both were in agreement on this in the last episode. Tiago Pinto have, could not have done any more, correct? Yeah, we at least agree in that aspect. I'm fairly certain I could say that without even asking you. I'm nearly yeah, 100% I, I, sure uh, you agree. I, I thought with the... Cert- I, honestly, we are, we are going to get into it once the transfer window comes to an end. But yeah, it's to, to go into, uh, you know, to face these circumstances... There is a very limited range of options out there um, when you're dealing with Roma's finances. And and to be honest, I don't think when people love to talk about scouts or experience, or, you know, oh, you need a, a pure sporting director in this case, and he's a general manager, he doesn't know what he's doing. I really doubt that anybody in this situation would be able to do much better than that in terms of eyeing talent, getting, uh, you know, the cheaper quality options on the market um that's all of, that's all Tiago Pinto and Mourinho's merit yeah I, I couldn't agree more so the you know the ones and I do understand that are saying this has been in terms of uh, incoming operations a disaster I think that again with the limitations they have in place I, I don't know how Roma could have done much better so Again, running just quickly down the incoming, outgoing operations, though. On paper, I think they are better. I do. Indica, I've said it numerous times. I'm just going to repeat myself for a 100th time. If they did not acquire this guy on a free transfer, I can tell you with 1,000% certainty, he is a guy you pay at least 30 million euros for, no questions asked. It's a brilliant. Brilliant operation, in my opinion. Awar, a guy who has seen his star perhaps dim a little bit, perhaps going a a bit stale, I think might be the word, uh, in the last season at Lyon. I think this is a chance for him, sort of a, a rebirth, to get him for free. Brilliant operation, in my opinion. And then Paredes, I've I'm not going to hide. I have been critical of him in the past, especially, and I sent this in our Patreon group chat, you know, man, if you struggle as a midfielder in a Luciano Spalletti system, oof. But to get him at the fee that they did, is it's a brilliant operation. Leonardo Sanchez, brilliant operation. So because they have been limited by UEFA, I don't know realistically what the more... We could have asked for. They are still trying to get uh, Marcos Leonardo. Now, as of last night, uh, Roma were very pessimistic when we asked to them about it. They do not think that it is going to happen. They aren't going to give up in pursuing him. However, I, I find it to be difficult that he arrives. But let's see. Let's see what happens. So before we get into predictions, Andy, then, on paper, and again, paper, paper. This is before any matches are being played. So the, you, you, I suppose you can't make fun of us, but we are doing this without any benefit of hindsight. Do you think this Roma on paper, the quality, the names, is better than the one of last, last season? Because I do. Uh, we talk of depth. Depth. This is something that, when it comes to Roma, for season after season after season, and we heard it from Jose Mourinho a lot last season. You know, you spoke earlier of can Roma, can they handle this competition in addition to that competition? I can say this is probably the first time they have something even resembling depth. I am not even necessarily, necessarily saying it is 100% good depth, but they have something that at least has the appearance of depth particularly in the midfield. Um, again, could me saying this come back uh, to backfire with uh, all in my face? Of course. Oh, for sure. For I'm sure. saying it right now. I think it looks good. I can already see, you know, the, the, the YouTube cutaway clips of us um, making these predictions and then in March or April getting all of this. Yeah, I, I mean, there's going to be video of me crying in the corner in the field of position. Yes. You know, yes. let's get yes. past that. Yes. Um, you know, it's this 
I I I don't know what a good Roma squad is. You know, it's I've 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 seen it all, I've heard it all, and I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused as hell. I know that I'm looking right now at an incomplete squad because there is still that striker position missing. There's still that that one or two attackers missing up front um, to help lead the line. You really uh, need to pray that Belotti learns to do the heavy lifting again after carrying Torino for so many years. This, if if he goes, into- that's why he did bad last season. By the way, he 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 was so stunned that he had something resembling <laughs> competency behind him. It's true. I mean, I guess, I guess to a point, and, and and I really would like to believe that this is his year. He deserves it, and also, it's not like this guy all of a sudden forgot to score goals. You know, this is a guy who's grown up in this league. This is his bread and butter. It's supposed to be. Um, so, a team, this team also needs to be confident enough to rely on him. Like it needs to give him that confidence. Like, like last. Last season, Roma did what Juventus weren't able to do with Dybala in his final two years at the, with the Bianconeri, which was, okay, you are the star of the show here. Have the ball, do something with it. And Dybala embraced it. I need to see to a different to a different degree, obviously, because it's a different position, different player that we're talking about, different quality, different skill set. But I need to see that same attitude with Bilotti as in, Listen, you've had a really bad year, but we know that you 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 can you can put that ball into the back of the net. We know that. We've seen you do it time and time again with the Granata. We know what you're capable of in this league. And because Belotti, I, I think it can be that guy. Can be that guy, especially in the Mourinho team, with the way he works his ass off, um, with the confidence that Mourinho instilled in him despite the poor season that he had. Um this has to be that year, like the Tammy Abraham injury in all its, in all its uh, misery because of how it happened, when it happened, can be a blessing for Belotti. Like this can be the one time it it really works out for him. Um, kind of like when Jeko stopped playing with Borja Mayoral. You know, all of a sudden Borja Mayoral was living his best life. Oh wow! You know, I get to have this shot at it, you know, and, and Belotti should have that same mentality of, Oh, okay. I'm needed now. Like I'm, I'm the number one guy up front. I need to be, there is no, because uh, who are we going to rely on? Dybala again, time and time again, like Dybala is amazing, but he's not a striker. I need to take care of the ball. I need to put it into the back of the net. I'm the one they called for this job. And, once Belotti starts doing that, I think we can look at the season with a little bit more confidence, with a little bit of more of a relief. Um, because, as you said, midfield is good. The defense was one of our, you know, the probably the best aspect of this team for the past two years in how consistent it was in in just also just the personality, the mentality. Uh, of the whole team, obviously, that also contributed to that, to that defensive solidity. Um, the attack is a big question mark, but at the same time, I think that's where good things can happen. Again, why can't an Ola Solbach and turn into the the season wonder? Why can't this guy out of nowhere start, you know, start scoring goals left and right? Why can't Andrea Belotti all of a sudden wake up from his slumber? And get back to that scoring groove that he was on with Torino for so many years. Sure. Yeah, why not? All right. Well, then let's do, before uh, we bring on Matt Falcone, then let's let's get into the hot take time, then. Let's do the predictions. What is, let's do Serie A. Uh, let's do it from a league perspective, and then we can go to uh, Europa League. What is your top four for this season? Or you can do top seven, All right. top ten. I don't know. I don't know how far right. you want to take it. You can do the entire table. Who do you want to go down? <laughs> I want to. Gonna... Just tell me what I have to do to get Hellas Verona sent down yeah, and into yeah. administration. I know. How, what do I, I know. do? I know. I know. I, I, that, is, uh, that is the question. That is the question that we are all wondering. Um, let's see. Top four for me has to be. And I will say it. Um, you can keep s- wasting time. I'll let you think. I'll go first then. 
Okay. Or do you want to go first? No, I will say. He, no, he, I, let me go. Let me go. go I'm go, I'm go. gonna I'm gonna say Milan first, Napoli wow. Napoli second, Inter third, Roma fourth. Oh. Okay, so this just goes to show really how <laughs> I don't is open the word we want to use. I don't know, but how unpredictable. Because the thing is, Andy, I, I haven't seen anybody. If Luciano Spalletti was still at Napoli, I would assume 90% of people would be saying, okay, Napoli, they, they yeah, will retain yeah, yeah, their yeah. title. Yeah. Um, and that would make sense. Totally. Yeah. Yes. But uh, Rudy Garcia just, I, I don't know, he, he uh, smudges, uh, he smudges the, the, the painting. And out I mean, he's of- not. A, he, he he hasn't won. That's all. You know. That's my only thing against him is that he hasn't won, uh, which is also true for, for a long time. I mean, he, when did it he does- win in France? It was twelve years ago, thirteen years it's ago. Also, it's also true that Luciano Spalletti hadn't won the Scudetto, but Luciano Spalletti was always that guy that was so close to it that at some point in time he had to take advantage of other teams not fulfilling their potential and that's what happened last season i mean it was a catastrophe um napoli won super that is how many many of us find wives too and, so and, and that <laughs> and that's exactly and that's why i say that in my opinion a team like milan that tasted success with pioli with that whole squad can go back to it um can go back to doing that with napoli it will be different i i i, I think they are going to take a step back Inter, it's just because of, you know, the the sheer quality that they have. Despite everything, they still have a lot of quality there. Um, and 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 you know, despite everything, despite Simone Inzaghi not being him, in my opinion, that that is a team that in Italy will always prevail in that in those top four rankings at the end of the day. And then Roma, because. As I said before, I want this to be the surprise. I want them to be the surprise. I want to be. The, I want this team to really take everybody by surprise in the year that seems. It seems like everybody is writing them off just because you know it's you're 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 facing those uh, financial for prayer restrictions and Mourinho is final year. No, he never lasts so long. Uh, he always gets into fights. You know the ownership. Blah 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 blah. All that talk. I want it to be the main thing that drives them this season, and that's why those that that's my top four. And then obviously it's it's uh, Lazio and 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 Juve and Atalanta. But uh, but besides that, that is my top four. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Okay, well, I went for mine. I went uh, Inter, Napoli, Juve, Roma, Milan, Lazio, Fiorentina, Atalanta. That is what? Eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight. Top eight. Yeah, top eight. And that just goes to show you there there is no consensus. There is no clear winner. And, and that is what makes Serie A this season very enticing. And to be clear, I think that is something that works in the favor of Roma because each of these teams has has something that has changed, whether it be an overhaul of the team, whether it be manager, whether it be uh, uh, losing, uh, you know, somebody like Lazio, losing Milinkovic Savic. I think somebody like that is very difficult to replace. All of them have lost very big pieces, whereas Roma, for the most part, Matic, yes, uh, uh, Ibanez, but I don't think they factor into the the, the level that some of these others have lost. Um, So this is exciting, at least from Roma's standpoint. You are coming into this thing with the 
base of everything in place. You are coming in with the same manager. You are coming in with the same pieces that have been here for uh, the entire time of Jose Mourinho. So you are working with a very big advantage. As you said, I want to see them grab this thing, finish top four, and then for me, Europa League. I really have no expectations, you know, because I am so fixated on top four. That That is all I care about. Of course, I'm not going to whine, moan, and complain if uh, Roma make it all the way to Europa League semifinal, a final. You know, who knows? But my primary concern is Serie A and top four. And I assume that is somewhat of the same mentality as you, yeah? It has to be top top four. It's it's at this. It's like an obsession. It's something we are chasing. It's the. I mean, it's the holy grail. It's right there in front of us, right? It's it's attainable. It's attainable, and 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 for so for the past few years, it's always been the case of almost there, almost there, almost there. It's gone, you know. And and I I'm I'm. It, I'm tired of it because I'm almost indifferent to our plight, to our mission. Uh, whenever I see this team uh, get into a position to succeed in terms of top four and then squander it, it's almost like, okay, what else is new? And that's that's very dangerous. Uh, a team like Roma in the in the situation they're in financial and, and also sporting-wise and also for the new stadium and everything, they need Champions League football. They need it desperately desperately with the players they have with the manager it'd be a dream conclusion to 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 Mourinho stay uh, in Rome because it would really mean that I came I saw and I conquered I did everything that the people before me failed to do I got this team <laughs> their first European trophy I got them to a Europa League final and I got them to qualify for Champions League football for the first time in five to six years, you know, and, and that's, that's, that honestly has to be, uh, printed and plastered all over Roma's training facilities. This top four obsession, it has to be an obsession for everybody inside and outside of this club. Perfect way to put it. Okay. We will end it there. Let me quickly bring on the Mount Falcona for the Falcona forecast for an outlook on Serie A from a, a data slash a, a sports betting standpoint. And then Andy and myself, we will be back after the first match of the season this weekend. So let me bring on Matt very quickly to go over the Falcona forecast for the upcoming. Season in Serie A. Matt Falcona from the Falcona Forecast. Matt, uh, first off, welcome back. Secondly, I'm not even going to pretend I understand like the, the, the data analytics that go into these equations that you pull out for uh, all of these insights into uh, Roma, Serie A. So just know you can find all of this on Twitter at Falcona forecast and that is where they can get all of your work and the insight into all of this uh, wonderful data that you have come up with i did have a chance to look at uh, what it, the forecast said of roma where they will finish we can depress everybody with that <laughs> in a moment but uh, from strictly a roma standpoint from from the the forecast the data whatever are, are they better than last season? Because Andy and myself, uh, I just went on for uh, 20 to 30 minutes as to why they are better than last season. But does the data say that? It does. Um, so, well, first of all, thanks for bringing me back on. Um, you know, the, this past year, I've, I've like, the forecast has taken a bit of a backseat for me in my life. But um, it's a, I, I love doing it. And I'm so excited to be doing a lot of development work Um especially this summer and, and heading into the season, I kind of dropped the ball and I didn't get it all done ahead of time before the season started, but we're here. Well, it's in and time for match day one to piss yeah. everybody off listening to this. <laughs> well, no, I, no, I think I'm going to make people happy because uh, I, at the time I, I put that blog out um, on the Falcon Forecast blog, uh, we had not added um, Christensen. We had not added um, uh, Evan Indica. And we hadn't gotten rid of Roger Banez and Matic obviously didn't leave as, as well. So that analysis was based, was based on each player's 
points per match over uh, what the team's points per match was, right? So basically like kind of a, a measure of their value uh, when they were on the pitch versus when they're off the pitch. So Roger, I, I know uh, Andy has defended him on the pod. You, you know, people defend him. Like people are fans of, of, of Roger Ibanez, but the data does not agree whatsoever. Oof. Negative 0.21 in terms of the points per match in which Roger Banez is on the field versus when he's not. That's really, really bad. <laughs> That's one of the worst um, in, in, in Serie A. Evident, <laughs> right? So Evident Dika playing the same position. They have pretty much, it's all else equal. They have the same percentage of their team's minutes, uh, about the same number of defensive actions per game. Um, his points per match over his Former, er, over his team's average, which was Frankfurt last year in the Bundesliga, was a positive 0.13. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to magically gain 0.34 points per match, but that's what the data is telling me. So basically, since that happened, since I put the blog out, um, we've actually increased uh, my projection uh, in terms of where we're going to finish. So I have us projected now at third, like right behind Inter Milan. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so you are so, not going to piss everybody yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, no, I, I, I know, I know people in the chat uh, love, you know, donkey on me. <laughs> like, oh, here we go. You know, Falcon is projecting Roma to finish sixth again. But no, no, no. Um, I've adjusted the data with, you know, with, with my man, Tiago Pinto. I mean, I, there's not, I mean, how much more can we say about this guy, John? Hands yeah. behind his, hands behind his back. Um, pulls a couple of rabbits out of his hat. We're not, we're not uh, with Sanchez and, and Paredes and, and Dika. So um, I, I think the team's looking up, and we've spent like no money. So <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I couldn't agree more. I quite literally just before you came on here, I, I, I said that Diago Pinto, there, there is nothing more he could have done this summer given the limitations of uh, financial fair play. Maybe sign uh, a striker. Maybe sign a striker. <laughs> well, that that is going to happen. That yeah, is going yeah. to happen. But but I mean, given the limitations, I mean, look at uh, compare the transfer market of uh, uh, Juve to Roma. I think there is absolutely no uh, comparison in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I th- I said Roma and Andy predicted this too uh, that they would finish fourth, so top okay. four. Okay. Well, what do you have for the rest of Santiago though? Because I saw and I I, I believe mm. you just said Inter finished third. Yep. Napoli do, does the data have them retaining their title? Because for me, there is no mathematical equation that can account for Rudy Garcia because you just don't yeah. know what you are going to get from this guy. No, you, you're 100% right. And the the data doesn't really um, have uh, Kim Min-Jae as like a massive, massive loss in terms of points per match. Now, of course, he, he played nearly all of those matches, so there's not really much of a, a counterbalance against when he was off the pitch. But at this point, you kind of have to trust Napoli's recruitment. I mean, they, they're getting, they get, you know, Kavard Skelia and, and Kim Min-Jae himself from relatively nowhere and they slot in and and they're just as effective as or, or even better than the the people they replaced but obviously there's no number that can adjust for losing Lugiano Spalletta who I think is probably the for my money the best coach in 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 Italy so do I think that like I can't predict that something that hasn't happened in 30 years is going to happen two years in a row Right. So mm. I, I, I think I think just my gambling brain is like there's no way I can put my money on Napoli to win the league at like two to one or three to one. Mm. Right. I'm sure you kind of feel the same way. Yeah. My my sense is this Serie is the most open and yeah. unpredictable that we have seen in some time. Uh, for me, I like Roma's chances. And again, I I, I believe you can't put this into a mathematical equation and get some sort of objective standard of it but having the same manager for the third season in a row I, I mean just that in and of itself is something that rarely happens at Roma to begin with Roma as you just said they did in my opinion Ibanez I've made my opinions clear very hot and cold player what, what about Matic though what does it say in terms of his departure? Because he mm-hmm. did play a large part, but I guess from a, a data standpoint, what what does it say? What what did they lose with him? So points per match over the team's uh, points per match last year, Matic um, had a positive point zero three. So we lose a little bit there, but I think I think with 
the additions of Landry Paredes, who I'm very excited about. I know you're not. <laughs> um, no, hey, yeah. listen, at under four, mil, uh, for, under four million euros, yeah. I'm excited yeah. about anybody who has even uh, anything resembling uh, uh, quality. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like an incredible warm operation. Body. Like a, a warm body for four and a half million euros right, is, is right. pretty good. And and then obviously, uh, Arenato Sanchez as well. I, I think what we gain from this um, is ball progression, right? So I think something mm. that that I believe you guys touched on it, uh, and I think like you guys very astutely pointed out that Paredes and, and Sanchez, okay, maybe they're not everyone's cup of tea, but they bring something to the table that we didn't have before, right? So I want to throw some some stats out there for you um, that I think will be a little depressing for last year, but really hopeful for the for this year. Mm-hmm. So last year we were 74th in progressive passing in Europe's top five leagues. That's not good. Okay, <laughs> just 32 progressive passes over 90. So that's basically moving the ball from defense to attack and then further um, down towards the opponent's goal. Like, if you watch the team, like, it seems like we had a block of five, you know, like we had Mancini, Smalling, uh, Ibanez, Matti, Tristante, and then another block of five with, with Dybala, Pellegrini, Abraham, etc. right? And there was no connectivity between the two. So I think with Paredes and Sanchez coming in, Paredes is excellent at ball progression. Um, he has, let's see, I wrote it down somewhere. Maybe I didn't. But <laughs> basically, uh, Landry Paredes uh, has excellent ball progression skills. Uh, Renato Sanchez has excellent ball carrying uh, skills. So I think those guys, depending on if they pair with Cristante, pair with Bove, whoever, they're going to help the team out get the ball from defense to attack and get it to the players that we wanted to like get it to Dybala and Pellegrini a lot better. So hopefully it helps our attackers as well. Yeah, that, that is actually, and I, I said this in the patron chat yesterday, one of the things I'm looking forward to is I, I don't think uh, Paredes is going to be asked to do anything resembling that he had to do with Allegri, which tends to be the case with most players uh, that, uh, have even the modicum of uh, attacking ability within their veins. <laughs> um, what worries me, obviously, and I sure most feel this way when you lose Matic, is the physicality portion of it. They don't have anybody resembling his profile in terms of physicality. I, my, my assumption is that Cristante is going to be the one to pick up the, the burden of the defensive uh, duties uh, for him. But, but just to end this, though, because, because we spoke of strikers and how Roma did with the incoming what what does it say the forecast who is going to win though the Serie A so 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 to win Serie A um I still have Napoli there um again like I mentioned earlier I think um there's no way to to put a number on on Luciano Spalletti leaving um Inter is right there it's second place I think building on the momentum from getting to the Champions League final uh, but I want to throw another name in there, and that's and, and that's AC Milan. So uh, Milan, obviously, every, it was catastrophic losing Tonali for a huge number to, to to Newcastle. But they basically built an entirely new team with them. And See, they, but they, I they, hate the dollar. The, I steal something right now from Bill yeah. Simmons. He always says the dollar for four quarters uh, analogy. I feel that is kind of what they did, and I, I'm never a fan of that. Okay, no, that's that's like totally what fair. Spurs did with yeah. Bale. I, I I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a good comparison. Um, and it remains to be seen, you know, whether that's going to work out, but I think just in general, like you're replacing, uh, Alexis Salamakers and junior Messias with, uh, Christian Pulisic. And, uh, there's the other, the right winger they brought in from Spain. His name's escaping me at the moment, but you can't tell me that's not a big upgrade. I think just in general, they've increased their depth with, which will help them, uh, compete over the full season. And they also have a distant third, uh, or actually fourth fourth highest odds to win the league at like plus 600. It's like six to one. So betting value-wise, I like Milan uh, to win the league just just as a bet to see like if all these new players, like you said, if the four quarters can gel and turn into more than a dollar, turn to two dollars, let's say, to continue the metaphor. I I think betting value-wise, like that's where I'd be putting my money if I was betting on the league Mm. winner. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, they can find for any complaints, you can forward them to Falcona Forecast. Uh, Pleasantly surprised. So it has Roma finishing 
in the top four. Nobody is going to complain of that. I think nearly everybody agrees this season it, it is top four and that's it. Uh, forget everything else. Top four, top four, top four. Uh, okay, where else can they find you? At Falcona Forecast. What else am I missing? Or is that uh, find you on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Find me on Twitter okay. for sure. Um, definitely want to help grow the grow the account this year. So, you know, retweets and and telling your telling your friends, telling your telling your grandma, you know, whoever um, is is going to be helpful to, to help grow that. So there, I'm there. The link to the blog is there. Um, I'm also posting some more uh, data visualization stuff on, on Tableau Public. And like I mentioned earlier, um, I have some more developments coming in. So just stay tuned on the Twitter. Um, it's going to be on there. So I'm super excited about it all. I'm super proud of the work I'm doing so far. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, definitely. All right, Matt. Thanks so much. Again, at Falcona Forecast. We will be back next week after Roma face Salernitana at the weekend. Hopefully they begin with three points. Let's see what happens. Until next time, everyone. Ciao.